You haven't lived until you've heard the show Americans are talking about. The show that launches its listeners to the height of humanity. The audio hour that travels the landscape of adventure. The sound that comforts more than the clip of your first bolt. It's the Ogden Outdoor Adventure Show. Uh, outdoor Adventure summits the airwaves. This is the Ogden Outdoor Adventure Show. I'm your host, I'm Brandon Long. I'll be with you for the next about 40 minutes. Across from me here in Banyan One, the best podcasting trailer in all the land is the best co-host in all the land, Todd to the top. How are you, Todd? I'm good. That's a lot of best ofs. Best ofs. We, they're official. We have placards. Uh, you can come see them. Yeah. Oh, it looks like the back end of your mic stick is hitting the countertop over there. As it does in the trailer. As it does in the best count in the best trailer. Okay, much better. Then, That's yeah. good. Uh, this week we do have a weekly happy featuring Glenn Plake, a trip report that's not a trip report. It's a trip idea on a place to go, which I think sounds really cool. Uh, we'll give you some on the docket. Yes, there are some some events coming up in the news, including Nordic expansion. Mountain Town Tourism Uptick, Save the Gators, the Pulse Oximeter, uh, which I think we're going to name the show that. Uh, the last open ski resort closes for the year. Paid to detox and get your backcountry ski gear here. Get your backcountry ski gear here. Uh, we'll give you something worth reading. Some gear from Yeezy and also a new home. For low alpine. Uh, quote of the week, outdoor jukebox, all this and more on the Ogden Outdoor Adventure Show episode 359, The Pulse Oximeter. So let's charge. He summits with the agility of a mountain goat, flashes routes faster than UPS, is more intimate in the mountains than Jake Gyllenhaal. He's... Todd, to the top! Oh, got it, got it twice. That's a bonus. <laughs> it's a bonus. That was free, people. We <laughs> threw that in just for free. Do you know what a pulse oximeter is? Um... No. Okay. Well, I mean, I want to come up with something clever, but I, yeah. I'm not sure what well, is. We'll go. We'll go over it later. Yeah. Then I guess. Um, pulse oximeter. A pulse oximeter. All right. This week's weekly happy. Always starting off with something fun. Little Glenn Plake um, skiing. Okay. But let's let's start this. Right, so up. They ask him a question. Be a cliche to say wherever the heck I happen to be skiing at the time, <laughs> but it is. <laughs> but no, if I probably had my choice, I'd either uh, I'd either. Uh, Probably take a day in, in Chamonix um, or uh, or a big powder bump day in California. Too. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Want to do some tricks for us? Uh, sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, little Glenn Plake, where would you ski? A little Chamonix or powder days in California, which is interesting. He didn't say powder days in Utah. Uh, and then the, uh, the ski ballet moves he does in this New Hampshire mountain are classic and and modern because it's Glenn Plake in the now, but he's doing like cool old school ski ballet moves, and it's it's a pretty fun little video. I found this on Unofficial Networks. And this is Soundtrack a new video. Soundtrack isn't bad either. 
Uh, no, this is filmed probably last season, some some point. But uh, they pulled it up because because in the old industry here, and everyone's talking about it, we have moved on. Meaning retailers and and probably the media side of things. Summer can suck it. We're talking ski. Uh, we are all we've got skiing on the mind. Everybody, I mean, skis have shipped to Gear Thirty last week. So um, yes, we we're changing the mindset to the winter sports. <laughs> There you go. All right. So he's still out doing it. Dude, he's still out doing it. How old is yeah. he? 107 official. That's yeah. not bad at yeah, all. No, no, he's what is, is he in his 50s, 60s? He's got to be at least, I would say, early 60s. Probably. We got the nice poster in here. Yeah. We saw, we've seen him a few But times. he looks great. And he's yeah. got so much energy and ski, stay young, ski often. Still has good I hair. What, yeah, he does have. You <laughs> know who turned 90 yesterday? His hair. I should have worded Wait, this no. differently. I think yeah, okay, but I do know. Did you did you um, read it? Um 007. Yeah, Sean Connery. Sean 90. Connery. Yeah. How is this how is this how are these people getting older? And he looks damn good for 90. I don't know if you saw the picture yesterday. I think somebody posted one. Yeah, I don't know how new those pictures were cuz he's he's just kind of been in hiding, but he still looks pretty good for 90. Kind of looked like he was 90 but looked good for 90. Yeah. Um Probably also better than look for 90. All the 007, I, what I liked was all the 007 actors telling him happy birthday. And oh, posting. nice. I missed that. I didn't yeah. see that. Oh, it was no, kind of that's fun. great. Reaching out on the, which is funny because, you know, he's 90 and these people are posting on Twitter and Instagram, but I'm sure his posts his have shown, his people yeah, have showed exactly. him. Yeah. And they said things like to the, to the best 007, you know, and it was all the actors who have played 007 he's since great, Sean Connery. He's so. a great James Bond. Yeah. 90. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, so trip report or trip suggestion. I don't know where I saw this, um, but I, I saw it on. I must I was you know you know all the social media places you visit, and I'm like, that's a national park. That's the coolest thing ever, and that's a national park that probably not a lot of people go to. I would love to go to this national park, and then I saw a news article on the. Uh, I go to nps.gov to check some news, and it said. The Dry Tortugas National Park reopens following tropical storm Laura. I'm like, that's the national park that I just discovered earlier in the week from some social media site. I'm like, huh, it's a sign. I got to go to Dry Tortugas. Not only that, but I'm a fan of pirates and rum. So Dry Tortuga National Park. So have you heard of it? Do you know what it is? Tortuga sounds familiar, but that's about it. Tortuga, yeah. Dry Tortuga. Uh, explore a 19th century fort and snorkel crystal clear water with incredible marine life. Almost 70 miles west of Key West lies the remote Dry Tortugas National Park. This 100 mile square park is mostly open water with seven small islands accessible only by boat or seaplane. The park is known the world over, except for, I mean, I didn't know, known the world over. As the home of the magnificent Fort Jefferson, which I can, here I'll show you a picture, and uh, all you listening on the podcast. Oh, that's magnificent! To... <laughs> that is pretty cool. <laughs> but it is cool, right? Yeah. Like it's old, just the old school fort on the water. Um, fort Jefferson, picturesque blue waters, superlative coral reefs, and marine life—the vast assortment of bird life that frequents the area. You have to take a boat there, like you can't, or which fly, is cool. or your own little plane that lands on water yeah you, there's no other way to get there besides a boat you know on the water 
And you can camp there. You can bring a tent. You can hang out. There's camping at Dry Tortugas. Bring your snor snorkel gear or diving gear if you're into, you know, so there's not a ton of stuff to do there. It's just this random, very small set of islands out west of Key West, Florida, Dry Tortuga National. And you, I'd like to go. I'd like to go and just, just check it out because I bet not a lot of people have visited Dry Tortuga. What's the dry part? Yeah. I don't know because it's completely full of water. I mean, surrounding. Yeah. yeah. Maybe the island itself is dry. Dry Tortugas National Park. Maybe his first name was Dry. Maybe he was. Last name Tortuga. Never dry because he was always drunk on the rum. So it's like an ironic name. Ironic. <laughs> I think now we're just showing off our knowledge. Yeah. Oh, wait, oh, this is funny. With less than 1% of Dry Tortugas National Park being dry ground, the best way to see this is by swimming. That's pretty cool. Right? That sounds awesome, actually. Yeah, there you go. There's a little suggestion for you. Dry Tortugas National Park. Uh, on the docket. Maybe, maybe not right now. Hurricanes and all. but uh, Dude, yeah. So, or double um, hurricanes, I double think. Hur double hurricane, because that's because 2020. But I think the one was... Well, I know the one was downgraded, but the other is upgraded. They're looking at cat force. I was watching the weather news this morning and they were like, they're like, they're trying, they're trying to use the strongest terms available to say, get the hell out of Dodge without saying, get the hell out of Dodge. You, you, you like on TV, but they're like, we strongly advise you to leave. The you will not survive essentially is what they're saying. Like, leave the area now and take your belongings with you. And the storm, it's like, they said it was going to come 30 miles. The, the ocean was going to come 30 miles on, on shore. That is very far. Plus those are the moments too, where you're, you can't help but think if you're going to, if you think you can set it out, you know, for personal reasons, what'll happen is, you know, what if, you know, somebody has to go rescue them. And then something happens because then you're putting their life in jeopardy. Well, and what happens from the news reports that I've seen in the past, because I haven't lived through any any of this. Now, I was in Florida on the outskirts of the tropical storm that came earlier this summer. And I'm like, holy crap, that it, and we were like on the way, way, way far outskirts. And the rain that came down was incredible. Like they're like, oh, it hasn't rained like this since we've been here. I'm like, look how far away we are from this tropical storm. And that was only a tropical storm. Wow. So it rains really hard. And that's the thing is it looks like, Oh, I survived the hurricane. It's passed, but now everything's flooded. No one's around. Nobody can get to you. There's no food. There's no help. Like you're screwed. You're, you know, like cool. You survived. Now what? Now you're going to die. Cause no one can get to you. Like, yeah. How much food you got stored <laughs> like, up? Yeah. Like and did that on the roof of flood. your house. Cause yeah. that's where you're at. Like, rooftop oh patios gosh. you need a lot more of those <laughs> a yeah. lot of root. that's a thing down there um okay so around here around o-town on the docket pizza and pites still going on august 30 or august 27th would be the last one i think trail tries trials of a powder mountain um those might be over actually um tomorrow might be the last one yoga in the mountains at snow basin that's still a thing saturdays at 9 a.m upcoming though this saturday i'll be emceeing the finish line of the eden epic mountain bike race 45 miles of hell on your mountain bike um is that an eden this year it's all yep it's the eden excellent epic. excellent good call <laughs> eden epic I, those are just it's proof that i'm listening yeah i just try to 
interject a few words every now and again just so you maybe me it that was yeah. invented by somebody named eden i think or and that. she takes the race i love that even better That's all around great. different places yeah. yeah so it's a genuine question yeah and uh this year it's actually in eden uh just like last year um 45 miles of hell up around willard ben loman lewis and then down into um there the eden finish line on September 5th, the Discrete Cirque Series at Brighton and September 26th, Discrete Cirque Series at Alta. November, is that a Stanley? Is what do you, discrete? No, is, it's not Stanley, but... What do you got there? It's that other one, Hydro. Hi, yeah, I love those, this, Those actually. are great, too. So, we are bringing... I like the Big Mouth. I'm a big, big mouth fan. That's... I know. haven't heard that, but now yeah. I know. Well, for bottles, I do. That's why I like yeah. those old school Nalgene's. Like, they're still kind of my oh, We had a phone so. call the other day into the shop. They said, do you have the Nalgene's with the small mouth? Like, uh, you see them, yeah, not for me. I'm, yeah. I'm not a big fan of small mouth or straws. I you don't, can't put I don't the like ice straws. cubes in there. I like this. I like the handle. Yeah. Plus, it's got some good dents in it, so it'll take some abuse. So Those of you nice. familiar with Gear 30 um, may know that uh, we we don't carry Stanley products, Stanley PMI products, um, until this fall. We'll get some in this fall. So. We're stoked to announce that we'll finally be carrying Stanley PMI, which is my favorite brand. That's a great brand of, yeah. of drinkables. And I got the lunch box out yep. there on the picnic table and yep. fun, cool brand. Uh, which I've got canteens. I got. We have shot go-tos. glasses. Yeah. That we use. Yep. Pint glasses. Well, we used pre-COVID. I know. Lots. I know you've been pretty good during COVID at staying clear of, of falling into the. Uh, just be drunk every day during COVID routine. So that's good. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I went the opposite route. Yeah. Yeah. I did. Dry Tortuga. That's yeah. what. <laughs> it's all dry. All dry. All yeah. dry. Uh, November 15th, the Antelope Island Fall Classic 50K. Um, I like Ultra Sign Up. They've got this like cancel. It says canceled false. So like if you're like, oh, is that race still going on? Like it's not yes or no. It's, it's either canceled true or false. And so it says false under Antelope Island fall classic, meaning it's still going on. You could still register for it. Uh, that's the fun one out there on Antelope Island. I've done it a couple of times. I'd love to do it again this season, but I don't know if I'll be in quite good enough shape, but, um, November 15th, you got a little bit of time to train for that one in late fall, right before winter. It's usually the last good trail run of the season. So keep that one on the docket. All right, local news um, includes one of my my favorite little resorts around town, and that is Nordic. I uh, grew up at Nordic, skiing there many times, and they are expanding, and I I know it's got to happen, but I just love Nordic as it is. You know, it's one of those things where it's like, can you just, just don't change. Just keep everything. I'm a non-changer. I don't like change sometimes, but... Um, they are, they are changing. Uh, Ski Utah website says, in a historic announcement today, this was on August 20th, Nordic Valley Ski Resort unveiled a major capital improvement project that will bring the Ogden area, area resort its first high-speed chairlift and the largest expansion project in recent history, and both are slated to open during the upcoming winter. Earlier this summer, Nordic Valley began construction on the resort's first high-speed detachable chairlift, Every time I see the word detachable, and I, it's a sickness, I think. But there was a song in the 90s. Do you know which one I'm talking about? 
Detachable penis. De- detachable penis. Yes. Yeah. Who, who wrote that song? Detachable penis. That was yeah. a great song. Yeah. It was actually pretty catchy. They played on uh, the KJQs and the yeah. X96s. Uh, That's hilarious yeah. that you brought that up because I haven't heard that forever. <laughs> uh, detachable chairlift, uh, six-person lift. According to resort officials, the new lift construction project together with uh, the Power Pass Resort, Arizona Snowballs, high-speed chairlift gondola combination lift make up one of the largest lift installation projects in North America in advance of the come upcoming 2021 winter season, which will be interesting season as is. Um, and then the standard examiner also ran an article about the expansion um, with a quote from Brandon Fessler, Nordic Valley's general manager, who says this expansion is the largest in Nordic Valley's history. And when fully completed, it will ultimately more than triple our skiable acres so it's going to be a much larger resort as soon as this this first expansion here is complete weber county planners issued nordic valley a permit last march with several conditions allowing the expansion to proceed work started over the summer with new lift and skiing areas uh, taking shape on the land already owned by nordic valley and its partner companies just south of the resort's existing footprint. So if you're familiar with it, uh, the south, it will be south of the footprint, which there's homes right down there too, so it must be above the homes. In the Eden area, the controversial proposal, including the gondola, had a contemplated expansion onto U.S. forest land. Fessler said the current expansion phase calls for development of 50 of the 300 acres in the expansion area, increasing Nordic Valley skiable terrain from 140 acres to 190 acres. So... That's the first expansion, sounds like. Anyway, there you go. Little Nordic. Growing up. So, uh, detachable penis. We have to keep this going. Yes. Now that curiosity's out there, yeah. right? Yeah. So, that was done by a group called King Missile. King Missile. Of course, it was the group uh, by King Missile. I didn't Missile. get a date yet. Here, okay, this just gives you a little tease. I, I won't read all of the lyrics. but this Well, is good, I have so. the... I, yeah, tease it because I can play it too. Yeah, yeah, we should. I think that's okay. good. So, okay. okay, so I woke up this morning with a bad hangover. And my penis was missing again. This happens all the time. It's detachable. And then you got to have that detachable penis. Yeah, <laughs> it's so, detachable. Yeah. That's the background singing. That's the big lead up there. Yeah. Okay, we got this test again. Yeah. This song is catchy as. This morning with a bad hangover. This is like those speak songs. Again. Yes. This happens all the 1992. Time. This comes in handy a lot of the time. I can leave it home when I think it's going to get me in trouble. I love that line. I rent it out when I don't need it. I rent it out when I don't need it. Remember. You can't figure out where you put it. Yeah, where'd it go? I don't know. You lost it. The problem you would have with them. I love this. This next line's good. I asked them to check the medicine cabinet because for some reason I leave it there sometimes, but not this time. So I told them if it pops up to let me know. He's supposed to be just reading it. Oh my gosh! Yeah. What makes the song is that that background like. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so good. I don't like being without it for too long. Oh, okay. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. In You're case you weren't familiar, you are now. Yeah. On that note, you want to talk tourism? Was that off script? Just a little <laughs> well, I didn't have it in the pre-notes. Yeah. yeah just, we that's room. I read the word. We always have room to breathe. In we do show. have room to breathe, and that's what happens when 
that's my mind working there. And whenever I read Detachable and I just automatically Since flash back to that song. 1992, that word has been associated. Yes. Yep. That's funny. Uh, mountain towns see modest uptick in tourism, but the winter season is still in doubt. According to an article in the park record, occupancy rates across Western mountain resorts are significantly lower this summer, obviously, than in 2019, and an expected result of the COVID-19 pattern, will you think? Uh, there's a glimmer of hope for businesses that rely on travel and tourism, however, as rates in July showed improvement. And this news comes from the latest Desti Metrics report by Intopia, which tracks lodging performance in resort towns, including Park City. For its Western Resort Town report, it includes data from locations in Colorado, Utah, Nevada, California, Idaho, and Wyoming. Tom Foley, <laughs> great name, Intopia's Senior Vice President for Business Operations and Analytics, said the most crucial indicators of the mountain resort tourism industry health right now are booking rates and the ability to fill in vacancies. By those measures, he said, July turned out to be a, quote, excellent month, end quote with the strongest booking number since February. Now, here's the kick. They're not booking in advance. No one's booking ski ski trips in advance yet. And so we were talking about this at the shop. It's like, yeah, nobody trusts what's going to happen this year. So if you're in the, uh, if you're a hotel, restaurant, you're in the tourism industry, that's a little sketch. We, we are selling the ski gear, and we feel like everybody's going to stick and stay local for the most part. So we're trying to load up on on ski gear that's actually mostly includes backcountry skiing because if they determine that the mountain's not safe enough to open or or it's just a pain in the ass because there's you know it's open but they're limiting the people in such a way that it sucks you know what i mean like so we're going to have enough backcountry gear for everyone hopefully this season if you are interested in getting into that but um bookings were going up in july at some of these places and so people are traveling but they're not planning ahead yet uh keep that save the gators i love this article save the gators this is from the new york times i was devastated by the way because i am so the neck gators that come up over your nose and then they then the report came out that was like you can't wear those they actually worse for me than not wearing a mask at all okay save the gators a small study prompted fears that neck gators could spread more virus droplets then they stop. But new research shows that those face coverings can protect just as well as other cloth masks. The reports of the demise of the gator, neck gator, have been greatly exaggerated. The gator is a tube of fabric worn around the neck, often to keep skiers or runners warm in cold weather. But during the coronavirus pandemic, lightweight neck gators have been popular with runners, cyclists, and people with beards because they can be pulled up over to cover the nose and the mouth and used as a mask. Like, you don't have your beard, but as much as you used to. But you probably, that would have been a good solution. In recent days, there's been a backlash against the gator. It started after a small study from Duke University demonstrated that a new, inexpensive testing method for masks that uses lasers and camera phone cameras. Uh, in part of the study, the neck gator performed poorly when a person wearing the gator said the words, this is hilarious, quote, stay healthy, people, end quote. Is it the, it's a people part. People, because you're, yeah, five times. They, they said that five times. During that test, the scientists observed a slight increase in the number of expelled saliva particles when one person wore the gator than when the wearer wore nothing at all. So how could that be? How could it doesn't make any sense? However, the technique they used was not reliable, a way to measure particles, and it was not statistically meaningful finding. Still, the study's authors hypothesized that wearing a net gator might cause more 
small droplets to spew through the fabric, not fewer. A wave of alarmist reports on news sites and social media quickly followed. Quote, wearing a net gaiter could be worse than wearing no mask at all, end quote, read the headline in the Washington Post. Even the study's authors said their data had been misconstrued. Quote, our intent was not to say this mask does not work or never use net gaiters, end quote, said Martin Fisher, an associate research professor in the Department of Chemistry at Duke and the co-author of the study. This was not the main part of the paper. The suggestion that any mask can create more droplets than it stops doesn't sound plausible to aerosol scientists or me, who is not an aerosol scientist. Like, how do you create more droplets from a mask? That I just, I'm like, okay, I don't understand. Uh, who tests mask materials using special instruments that can measure microscopic particles, a number of variables such as the volume of the mask wearer's voice and whether the mask has become moist, yes, they went there, uh, might explain why the Duke study showed unusual results during the single gator test. Anyway, it goes on, the article goes on and says that actually a net gator, so the CDC says in here that the CDC suggests in lieu of a mask, you can use like your cotton shirt, like pull your cotton shirt up over your nose and mouth, if you know, and that stops about 40%. And it says the net gator, if doubled over a little bit, uh, stops up to 90% of, of the saliva coming out of your mouth. So it's just as effective as just about every other mask situation out there. Uh, it might be slightly less effective in some tests or some um, micron droplets, but um, it's it's up. If that's what you got and that's what you like, don't be throwing it away. And don't let other people shame you about your neck gator mask. It shouldn't happen. Just point out the New York Times article. Yeah, I think the masks are like like socks too, to some degree. I mean, it's you can only hold in so much stink. Yeah, well, that wasn't exactly <laughs> what I was thinking, but just the different different kinds. You know what I mean? Like, oh, it's, absolutely, yeah. You, you get some nicer ones that are obviously going to do the trick a lot better than the ones that you get for yeah. ten yeah. in a pack. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, but the, yeah, but that one has but ten funny, in a pack is probably still better than. Uh, it's got a funny saying barefoot. on it, right? It says like. Watch me meow or something. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, okay, so the technology that could make climbing Everest safer, because I've been waiting for this. I mean, I was going to do it, but I thought I prob it probably needs to be a little bit safer. Robo legs. Yeah, so, <laughs> all right, so this is it. This is it. The odds of dying on Everest are about 1 in 100, but a new pulse oximeter, or oximeter, claims it can drastically reduce that risk. What is an oximeter? Oximeter. That sounds cool. Oximeter. Uh, death and danger are, oh God, not this word, inexorable, inexorable, inexorable facts of summiting Mount Everest. But a longtime guide thinks a new system can help prevent one of the most common issues here, and that is high altitude pulmonary edema or HAPE. Lucas Furtenbach, who'd been running expeditions in the Himalayas since 2001 and founded Furtenbach Adventures in 2014, plans to implement a new Pulse oximeter oximeter system on everest during the 2021 season that he claims will make climbing the world's tallest peak as safe as flying okay well one in five million people die in a plane crash so one in a hundred versus one in five million is that's that's a giant leap for mankind there mr furtenbach um dr leo Mon montejo an anesthesiologist and founder of the telemedicine company's Weiss created a system to track climbers' health metrics on the move using iStream. Not stream like I'm streaming data or stream like the river. It's like stream like extreme, spelled 
extreme so it's the i stream in android app because if you have apple you will die he developed that uh sends live data via satellite back to base camp uh, and it measures it through your pulse oximeter and then it sends it back live data through your android app so you're screwed iphone users uh and then through i stream it tells you what the oxygen levels are in your blood which can be a giant way to tell you the percentage of blood uh, hemoglobin and the oxygen attached to it so are you at say in normal range and if you are not then they got to pull you off the mountain immediately and get you down huh. now they use this technology in uh, which is it's so funny that where did i read it's in this article where they used it but this is not new technology they've used it before in um oh like paragliders use it paragliders um other people that spend time at high altitude and they use it in base camp actually to like they use they measure people's oxygen levels at base camp to see how you're doing but none of them had none of them would, it would have been able to come up with a way to stream the readouts from the from the wearer as they go up the mountain until now and that's sort of the big the big deal there so if you can tell like Todd to the top is uh, oxygen levels will drop below 60% then get him off the mountain get him off the mountain yeah so it can't help you if you fall off. No, you're screwed. Yeah. It's not going to do anything no, with that fall. necessarily. Yeah. But it will find out if you, you're going to die a really, really painful, awful death as well. Yes. Um, well, you know, every little thing, I guess. Yeah. Are you, so are you down? Do you, are you going to change your mind? Or are you? It's not on my list. Yeah. It's not, it's not on mine. I wouldn't mind going to the base camp. I, I would love cool. to go to base camp. And that's a feat itself. You and know? I sleep like crap at 10,000 feet, let alone what's base camp at? Yeah. 15 or something? It's 20? I think I'd be okay with at that given time. But I don't know. I've never been that high. Yeah. I mean, not. <laughs> uh, a okay. whole other episode. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, the last open ski resort in North America has closed for the season. I didn't even know it was open. Didn't even know. Uh, the one remaining open ski resort in North America is, was, I have no idea. Timberline Lodge up in Oregon. Closed. We closed for like a month. And then it's just like a month here pretty soon. They open, yeah, they opened, they opened October 20th last year. So wow. like two months. Wow, that's wild. But I don't know why they didn't close during COVID. Everybody else freaking closed during COVID. Um, and then this is a really, really weird um, promo. But if you want to get paid $1,000 to digitally detox in an RV, go for it. Satelliteinternet.com is giving away $1,000. And they're paying your food. And they're paying, they're reimbursing you for your RV rental. Um, go to satelliteinternet.com and apply. The shtick is for three days. How the hell do they prove this? I have no idea. For three days, you can't have any of your cell phones or anything with you. You take your rented RV into the national park, into the wild, come back out and this, oh, they're going to provide a hotspot for you too. Okay. I don't understand. Anyway. So then as soon as you have service, then you can talk about your experience that's all it says in here talk about your experience that's the job one random winner will get paid a thousand dollars to give up technology for a weekend and camp in an rv at a u.s national park if that's you you'll rent an rv uh parentheses which will reimburse you for in parentheses and head to the national park campsite of your choice on the date you choose well living in ogden this is perfect because you can be like well, I can go to Yellowstone, I can go to Zion, I can go to the Arches, I can go to all these different places right like, isn't that everyone who goes camping isn't that it i this is a really weird promo I mean, I just did that last weekend and didn't get paid for it. What the hell? Was this, I feel like this study was put together by somebody who's never been camping before. 
Well, they are a satellite internet company. I don't know. Is it just the concept of not having they your phone want, for three days that crazy? Is this marketing? They'll pay you 400 up front and the 600 upon completion. You get reimbursed for your RV rental and your mobile hotspot and food up to a thousand dollar reimbursement for food. The catch is, which this is not a catch folks. People do this every weekend is that you won't be able to capture Instagram worthy shots on your phone. Can you take like a regular camera or tweet about how fresh the smell of pine is no technology allowed beyond what you need to reach your destination safely until the third night. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, good luck finding somebody for that. <laughs> Maybe good luck finding somebody under like oh. 20 years old or something. Maybe that's their, maybe they're, maybe, maybe they're going yeah. after a younger group. Yeah, I don't know. Paid to detox. Get your backcountry ski gear. Yep, get your backcountry ski gear. Uh, backcountry ski gear is going to fly off the shelves this year, just so you know. There's going to be possible gear shortages, according to Snowbrains. So we sold our first ski yesterday. Just one ski? Well, it's like the one we had left one the one backcountry ski was it a pair or was it a one it was a one would be di- one would be unique yeah it was <laughs> it was a pair of skis sorry uh but it was a backcountry ski and that's what the the guy said was like you know what i'm nervous that everyone's gonna start buying the backcountry skis and i'm, gonna, I'm not gonna get a ski so he i'm like well you're on it dude it's the first one of the season so i guess come winter you i mean you're you're bundled up pretty well you have stuff across oh, your yeah, face. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, you're outside. And, and you're, all the things. Yeah, all the yeah. things, yeah. Um, okay, moving on. I thought that was all the news I had. I don't. I have one worth reading. I don't have a worth listening or worth watching. I, I need to find another release of a upcoming ski film. But worth reading. How do, spo- how do athletes get sponsored these days? Good question. It's COVID. It's, it's weird because it's... Uh, like, like you got to have, you have to have, you have to be good at skiing or snowboarding, whatever you're good at. Um, and then you have to have like a social media following and then you have to have a personality, right? So uh, there was a recently an online snowboarding magazine that explored the sponsorship landscape from the benefits to downfalls of having an agent as a snowboarder. And they said the top 1% and they make like 500,000 a year. And it's only 1%. Of the snowboarders out there that make that, so I've, I've yeah would figure it'd be even less than that to tell you the truth. Yeah, and it's not easy. So anyway, it's an interesting article. It's up here at snowbrains.com. That is worth reading if you're looking to get sponsored this season, next season, put it in the in the future, anytime. Okay, it's got to be so much more than just being a good skier these days. For any kind of those sponsored athletes, it's about the lifestyle, it's about the culture, the look the probably the social media presence like how good are you and are you sharing too much are you sharing not enough do you have interesting friends are you you, interesting oh are you interested hopefully that'll be one of the first questions (laughs) maybe maybe not yeah but back when it probably was more skiing ability yeah it was can you huck a cliff sign sign here and nowadays it's probably like okay most people can do that but now we need (laughs) yeah yeah it's crazy so we interviewed couple years ago up at powder mountain uh daniel fox professional photographer now it's not that this guy is not a bad photographer he's he's a damn good photographer however there's a lot of damn good photographers out there so why is this guy daniel fox sponsored by arcteryx and lexus and and some and uh 
uh, all the camera, the camp Fuji film. And like, he sponsored all these big brands. I'm like, what the, what he explained was he put in the time and effort to write the letters and ask for the sponsorships. Like they're not going to come find you. Yeah, and there's so much more to what he does too. There is. Cause it's about there brand. Is. Yep. Cause he created that before the sponsorships. Yeah. Yeah. It was you, the brand, yeah, the feel and the brand. And then when he wrote the letters and was able to explain what, who he is and what he does, they were able to buy in and say, yes, we like what you do, who you are. We will sponsor you and give you money. And then you get one of those of, of notes like Fuji, uh, Fuji film. And then he builds it up. And his latest one was Lexus. Like he's freaking driving around a brand new Lexus as a photographer sponsored. What does that got to do with taking photography? Well, everything if you're Lexus. So he's particularly brand, particularly brand. If, it, if it's yeah. associated with that lifestyle brand. Yeah. That also is similar to Lexus, I guess. He's a venture photographer. He takes pictures of, um, you know, snow and seals. And he warms and, up yeah. in a Lexus. In a Lexus. Right? It's cool stuff. I didn't know he got Lexus. Yeah. A, wow. He has a new book out, too, by the way. Daniel Fox. What Google. a nice man. Uh, gear 30 segment. Gear 30. What is happening in all, all the gear right now? Well, Yeezy shoes are happening. Are you down with the Yeezy shoes? I don't know what Yeezy is. I thought he's a rapper. Yeezy, yeah. A musician. Yeah. Is it his shoes? Kim Kardashian proves that Yeezy, great shoes for supping. Um, so, uh, oh gosh, dang it. I got to open this on Instagram. Does Kanye have a brand of shoes? Yeah, that's a big deal. Okay, I don't know if you can see these white things she's got on the bottom of her feet. These are the, these are the, these are the Yeezys. Yeah, now there's going to be a close-up picture here. Um, okay. Okay, you see those things? Yeah, those are actual shoes. I don't, I don't even know how to describe them. Other than, what was that film? <clears throat> famous, uh, famous film. Oh, gosh, I watched. Okay, I can't remember the film. Where, um, okay, it's like from the ni- late 90s, I think. So they, they go in the ocean, and the famous director, who, I, think he did, I think he did Titanic. So they go in the ocean, and they go to the, the, the submarine sinks in the bottom of the sea, and then they go to the bottom of the sea, and then there's like the underground uh, aliens that live down there and it comes to the top up. Do you remember that? What's, what's that called? It looks like the ship that the aliens are in. That's what these shoes look like. What the hell is the name of that? Abyss? Film? Oh, the abyss. abyss. The abyss. Yeah, good job. Good. Excellent. Cause that was a terrible description. So for those of you who got that nice work, uh, the abyss Remember, So look at these shoes. Doesn't that look like the, like, like, yeah. <laughs> like it reaches the surface. It's like funky, weird, smooth lines but are they athletic shoes are they made for are they made for looks or use that yeah this is it looks rubbery like crocs only um only basketball size do you throw them away if they get a a speck of dirt no they're probably a thousand dollars that's what i'm saying yeah yeah because they're so bright white that they can't possibly get used well the the, i mean or the kardashians are using them just fine yeah but also the disposable you use them once and, and then you, I don't know what to do. I don't, you you got to spray them off with the garden hose. And you gonna you 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 gonna carry Yeezy shoes? The Yeezys. Oh, why not? Let's carry the Yeezys. I think we'll put them right next to our white New Balance lawn mowing shoes. It'll be a little section, you know. Let's have those ready to roll. One's so, like eighty bucks, and one's a thousand dollars. One's fifteen hundred. Yep. You know, you choose. You come in. Both perform about the same. Every man's shoes. Every man's They're every man's shoes. They're relatable. Oh, yep. 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 Uh, speaking of actually the every man, uh, Low Alpine, the brand that started in Ogden's backyard um, and then got sold God knows how many times, 
found another new home and this is actually good news um their packs they've teamed up with so the, the owner of of rab is also the owner now of low alpine and rab.com has now you can now shop low alpine packs on the rab site so rab it'll say like backpacks or whatever you click on that and it says low alpine so as of august 20th uh, low Alpine products will be available on the RAB website, utilizing two of the most well-known and respected brands in all the outdoor industry. For our community, this means an even better brand experience full of inspiration and value, as well as more innovative and complementary uh, product solutions, because RAB doesn't make packs. So they integrated the Low Alpine packs onto their website. So how long, pretty cool. How long has RAB been around? Less than low? Um, okay, so RAB and low... Alpine combines pioneering and revolutionizing pack design with expertise in crafting created by passionate mountaineers in 1981 and 1967, respectively Rab and low Alpine Rab 81 low 67. Okay. So they do have a little bit of, so low seems old school, like both Rab Carrington and the low brothers strive to produce the best and most innovative equipment in the world to keep you protected and comfortable in any condition. I love that that brand's still rocking it. Still doing something. Yeah. Yeah. That seems like a good pairing. Um, uh, that's all I got. Oh, by the way, if you, if you haven't heard yet, Gear 30 will have Patagonia this fall, Bluntstone this fall, Bluntstone Boots, and um, Stanley products, Stanley PMI products. So those are the big three that we have never carried before that we are bringing in. Um, we're getting rid of Nerona. Nerona didn't sell very well. It's a phenomenal brand. Uh, in Europe, it's like the Arcteryx of Europe. Like people just absolutely love that brand. I love the logo. It's got the little, like the Viking logo. You know their product. I mean, people could you you could argue all day long that it's better than anything else on the market, but it just didn't sell well here. So, uh, bringing in Patagonia, and and discontinuing Nerona and cutting way down next to nothing is Arcteryx because why you can get it all over here at the shop across the street that's a good point yeah so don't need to carry that anymore um we, we will still have a strong showing of outdoor research rab the north face and then we'll have patagonia cool so that'll be that'll round it up what we're doing there the old gear 30 um also gear 30 has a daily podcast if you haven't heard go check out the gear 30 daily gear podcast what's the name of the podcast gear 30 podcast gear just gear 30 yeah there's two of them by the way if they're talking about of skis like in every episode that's not that's not us that's this that's the ski one i don't even know but yeah there's there's actually two there's another podcast called gear 30 yeah what yeah they started like a year ago or something and uh it was uh yeah huh totally ripped the name the spelling everything's ripped off but i say ripped off they probably had no idea we were out there they just did it and then but ours dates back to when we first started doing like the feed if you see it it goes like heavy in the last year and then there's like a five or six year gap and then there's a ton of podcasts from uh we were doing the gear 30 podcast years ago right 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 years and years ago so Interesting. Quote of the week. The best way out is through Robert Frost. How apt is that? Dear COVID, for the love of God. The best way out is through Robert Frost. Thank you, Banyan One, for powering today's 359th episode of the Ogden Outdoor Adventure Show. Look for us on Facebook, Instagram, iTunes, Spotify, thebanyancollector.com. Spotify is making a plug, man. They're hiring all the 
all the people. Joe Rogan, millions and millions of dollars. Spotify. How can they afford anyone else? I don't know. How are they gonna how are they gonna sign us? Like freaking Joe took all the money. That's exactly my thought. <laughs> He's getting all of it. Yeah. Um all show notes and links are available at thebandycollector.com. DM us on Instagram at Ogden Adventure. DM, which means uh, direct message. Got it. Direct message. Uh, I love that you asked that question though. I th- I mean I think I knew what DM. Yeah, yeah. So if you haven't if you haven't DM'd Todd recently. I think you should slide it in there. Just slide in. Start with just once a just, day. Just <laughs> or maybe once every three or four days. Because it's been a long time since I've been DM'd. <laughs> Shifting through hours of crappy music so you don't have to. This is Cold Feet from Loud Luxury. As John Muir would say the mountains are calling and we must go. Let's go. Tipsy in the street